The 2019-20 season was to be one like nothing else we had ever experienced. Hungford were struggling to retain their National League status once more. That wasn't new. But something much bigger than football was casting a growing, ominous shadow. And in March, the season came to a shuddering halt. But it will take more than the pandemic to shut down antiques and grannies. So Dave, we're actually going to start at the end, so to speak. March the 14th, 2020, a large attendance at home to Bath City because all the leagues below us have finished playing and I think so with the leagues above us for a while as well. Um, when we walked away from that game, having lost 1-0 home to Bath, did you think that was the last time we were going to watch Hungford Town for over six months? I was hoping it wasn't going to be the last time because I think Maidstone away was one of the next fixtures and that would have been my 250th ground. I was oh, looking so forward to going there. Shame to miss out on that then. Um, yeah, so obviously hoping it wasn't but the way the other teams had all, leagues had all stopped, mm. it was probably only a matter of time before it was, it was really, ours. Yeah, National League was kind of out of step with everyone else, wasn't it? Um, okay, let's not dwell on terms we'd never heard of before 2020, like self-isolation, social distancing, winning. lockdown, <laughs> furlough, what's that? Winning. Win <laughs> winning, algorithms, <laughs> winning. Um, instead, six months without non-league football, what's that been like for you? It's been good for my wallet and my liver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, now, obviously, it's been difficult because normally on a Saturday you think, great, I'll get round work, I'll go and watch the football and then obviously when the football season's finished mm. I normally go to watch the cricket Yeah, <laughs> so I can't even yeah. watch my no. beloved Warwickshire play so, yeah, shopping yeah. all year round <laughs> <laughs> um, no I, it's true isn't it I mean for us non-league football it's it's a great escape and I'm sure there's quite a lot of people who would say their mental health has possibly suffered during this period of time uh, personally I miss the football the friends a sense of belonging to something that feels a bit special um, okay let's acknowledge there's something a lot bigger than football going on but it just kind of shows Hungford Town and non-league football really matter don't they yeah they do I mean all grassroots football matters and clubs need the fans through the gates to help survive yeah that's right and we want to have something to go back to so, again, in terms of this season, uh, Spud had to rebuild the, seat, the squad almost from scratch once more. If anything, he had a smaller base to start from, and financially his hands uh, were, were tied somewhat again. Well, he certainly came into management at the rough end of the stick, yeah, didn't he, really? He, he did, and I, I get the feeling summer is not a time for relaxation for football managers, and I think Spud certainly found that in his time in charge, didn't he? Well, yes, yeah, Spud did, and... I'm sure every manager, I mean, some like to do their business sooner than mm. later. Others like to see who might be kicked out of like yeah. professional clubs and be scratching around for somewhere to play. So, um, busy time. Busy time and we remain to see what happens for this season. Yeah. But at least now we did have a new chairman on board, Patrick Chambers, with his wife Nikki and um, Carl Reader all bringing in new sponsorship and drumming up interest in the club ably assisted of course by the dedicated committee members and the, the new personnel they really injected an upbeat positive vibe I thought. They did and um, obviously Patrick and Nicky still there and doing a fantastic job yeah. as chairwoman, uh, chairman and yeah. chairwoman. Yeah. Um, 
and she helps out and does so many roles at the club. Yeah, yeah. Not just bread rolls, <laughs> but many roles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Um, I mean, I, I can remember my first words to Patrick and Nicky after the uh, final game for the previous season with East Thurrock. What, who are you? <laughs> well, that might have been what they said to me, what they were thinking. I probably thought, who the hell are you? Because my first words to them were, welcome to the madhouse. Um, I like to think I was playing the part of an old crone in a horror movie, passing on a curse to the newcomers. <laughs> um, I mean, Patrick, he's a, he's a shrewd, pragmatic businessman, and he's said that his mission is to keep Hungford sustainable. And at times, that must be like steering a, an ocean liner around icebergs with your right hand, while you're scooping out water in a teacup with the left hand. And, and Nikki, who, you know, as we say, obtained much of that sponsorship money, well, all I can say is her speed skating skills must come in handy when she's careering around the tea bar before a match. It makes you wonder, you know, how they can possibly enjoy match day at home. Fancy being a chairman, Dave? No, I'm, I'm already on one football committee. That's enough at the moment. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to see them um, rock up some of the away games, I think, and think to themselves, uh, think that you now they can actually enjoy the day a bit and especially if there's a hungford winter celebrate of course well, it's nice and I mean, so we've had chairman down down the lines i mean passy very briefly mm. and um skippy i mean skippy would often come and stand yeah. behind the goal with us and yeah. have a bit of a sing song yeah. you get a few chairmans like that other chairmen like yeah. to sit in the well, let, stands yeah, and watch and observe um, patrick doesn't follow ian passy's example and <laughs> come and join us bare-breasted <laughs> anyway um Yes, and also just a word for Carl Reader as, as well. I mean, he, I know he helps a lot of businesses. Uh, he's a very motivational person. And I really admired him for uh, trying to get the Load the Lane initiative off the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah, Carl's always come yeah. across really well. And, yeah. um, you know, obviously he's a good speaker. It's what he does. And, yeah. Um, yeah, Load the Lane was a great idea. Yeah. Um, it's something that we've tried to try and drum up interest in mm. the past. Um, but I think the only way we're going to obviously the only time we've ever seen over a thousand is when we played in the playoff final mm. the only other way is to go back to the old sea dog ways and bash people over the head <laughs> and then bring yeah. them into the ground and yeah. when they wake up they've got no choice I wonder if they've <laughs> thought of that option perhaps we could suggest it uh, right let's talk about a few of the uh, faces that Spud brought in um, a few well may, many it might turn into let's see Probably the marquee signing, James Constable. Yep, started off well enough, I think, mm. and then just sort of faded away a little bit. Um, obviously, he scored goals wherever he'd been before. Yeah, yeah. I think Oxford he. Level. I think I can remember him at Oxford United. Mm. I think, and um, no, I was really pleased when we signed uh, James Constable. Yeah. And did it work out? Probably not in the end, no, but. No. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he, part of the reason he came on board was it to get coaching badges as well. So yeah, I think he was supposed yeah. to be helping out. Yeah. And... I, I think in terms of playing style, it probably sent us down a certain style of play, which perhaps I don't know maybe was a little bit limiting. Um, but I think what I would say is perhaps he himself realised things weren't really um, working out, and he decided to go well shall we say sooner rather than later and I think no fair fair play to him for that yeah, yeah. yeah I agree with that yeah uh, another striker we brought in and I always end up calling him Rio Ferdinand but of course I mean Liam Ferdinand 
Yeah. Um, another one who we were quite excited to, mm-hmm. to see play. Uh, on his day, could be really, really good, and he worked tirelessly. He, yeah, he was a hard worker. Um, could he have got more goals than he did for us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably he could have done, but um, overall, his, his work ethic was brilliant, I think. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he ran himself into the ground a lot yeah. of time, but when his main job Scoring goals. is to get the goals. And yeah, I, I think very much a confidence player, and I think, no, the fact that he didn't get goals early in his time at Hungerford um, just sent that confidence level lower. Uh, I was glad in the end he did get quite a few goals on his travels, but well, I'm afraid I'm a man for my stats and um, poor Liam uh, didn't score one competitive goal for Hungerwood at home and yet he was our top scorer as uh, the point when the season finished. Yeah. Quite a stat, that. It is quite a stat. Yeah. Um, Zidane Ackers. Another Akers. one, again, we were really excited to see because mm. when we played Thatcham, I can't remember if it was a, the cup game or whether it was a, a friendly game, <laughs> But he roasted our fullback mm. that night. <laughs> no, mercilessly, yeah. whatever you call it. Mm. And um, again, another one on his day yeah. could be really, really good. Yeah. And I, I off th- his day, the other yeah, one. Yeah, I, I think I remember he gave uh, Reese Tyler a really difficult time when Reese Tyler played for Chippenham against us. But that was probably his best game. And. Um, yeah, you could see talent, but a bit raw and maybe not always the application, concentration, or whatever it is at that young age. Maybe another one that's a confident player uh, yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, another not too dissimilar player we had for a while, Kofi Halliday. Um, yeah, I think I saw him score at Bath. Um, mm. Obviously, I think, did we get beat? Yeah, I think it was 2 1. Yeah, yeah, he scored a late goal, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and. I wasn't. Oh, don't get me on Bath games again. But, um, yeah, another one who came on looked mm. like he could do you know, absolute bits, uh, yeah. and then again it didn't really work out well, for him again. We saw him in bits, really, didn't we? <laughs> I would say that's the problem. Uh, okay, let's move on to our our main lone goalkeeper for the season, Adam Sibeter. Uh Well, we've been lucky with goalies all mm. the way through, whether yeah. they've been our own or ones we brought in on on loan. Yeah. And up until his injury, mm. he was one of our best players. Yeah. Again. Well, I, I mean, and here I've got to hold my hands up and say I was a bit too quick to judge Adam because I can remember saying to Kieran Morrison after a, a, a friendly at Swindon Supermarine, "Oh, if we go into the season with Adam as our main goalkeeper, we're in trouble." And uh, no, hold my hands up and say Adam Silver proved me wrong. Did very well for us. Yeah, himself, I, I think I think Ken noticed things, sort of things like that. People said things, mm. you know. Yeah. I mean, everyone's allowed their opinion, yeah. and they speak up, and no point being a shrinking violet, you no. speak up, speak your mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, he might have had a couple of dodgy games, but he proved his worth during yeah. the season when it mattered. He did, he did indeed. Um, okay, what about the returning Matt Berry Hargreaves? Uh, again, another player that, when he came into the side, you want him to see have a good run in the mm. side, because he looked like he was getting better and better and better. I think he might have picked up an injury mm. at one point and he was out for a couple of games and he found it hard to get in again to reclaim his place. So hopefully this season he's yeah. going to be fighting for the... Prove his worth a bit. The, the I, I think also after that 4-1 mauling on the opening day at Hemel Hempstead, um, Matt seemed to be the person to kind of make way. I'm not saying Spud scapegoat him, but um, 
he was the person dropped after that game and it, as you say it took a while for him to kind of resurface really yeah I think I think he was probably one of the unfortunate ones because when, when you get beat mm. fairly heavily I'm sure it's not just down to to one person no, no, so. no, no. Uh, okay what about Joe Tomlinson I came in on loan and uh, became one of our youngest ever captains and did a great job for Hungerford. Yeah, and he's moved on to Eastleigh now, hasn't and he? And scored yesterday. Yeah, he did, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think I, I liked him straight away. You could see he was a hard worker with a good a good ethic. Played um, both sides of the uh, yeah, yeah, defence. Yeah, indeed, back. and uh, chipped in with a couple of crucial goals as well. Uh, as you say, Spud saw enough in him to make him captain at a tender age. And, uh, yeah, good luck, Joe. Hope it well, goes well at Eastleigh. Uh, okay, this one could be interesting. Uh, Elias Dunstan. Was that his first name? It was Elias, wasn't it? I thought it was uh, like Joshua. Or That's it, Josh. I'm talking <laughs> about his distant cousin. Elias. I remember Elijah Woods from. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where do I get that name from? Yeah, we'll go with what you just said. Um, I think. It, I think <laughs> another one you could probably classify as raw. Um, <laughs> Did some things well, did some mm. things not so well, and I just mm. don't think maybe the National League South was his level. Mm. Well, I my theory there is I think people were looking for a replacement for uh, marvelous Marvel, and um, big shoes to fill. Yeah, and uh, yes, uh, Josiah uh, wasn't Marvel, and I, I think he kind of suffered from that comparison. Um, I, I thought. Maybe he could have been given a bit more of a chance, but there we go. That's just my my personal opinion. Yeah, I don't think he was there for too mm. long in the end. No. But he obviously did well to force himself into yeah. the team. Yeah. One thing or yeah. another, it didn't work out for him. No, I wonder what's happened to Elias as well. But okay, uh, Louis McGrory. Yeah, I think he's he, he's come to Hungerford a couple of times pre-season and yeah. not made it, and obviously he did make it last season. Didn't see much of him to be fair because he, he was injured quite yeah. a long time, yeah. and when he did play, probably didn't do himself any justice. Mm. But he's got another chance this season, yeah. so he's going to have to step up to the plate to win yeah. us over. Yeah, it could, could, could be a big season for him this season, and yeah, let, let's. Well, I've said it with Adam Civiter, haven't I? Sort of players can work hard and, and prove you wrong in the long run. So let's hope Louis can can really have a good yeah, season. Let's hope so. Yeah. Uh, a local youngster now, George Smith, came to us from Kimbury Rangers. Again, another one you can classify as raw. Mm. Um, Not shy in the tackle, is it? No, I was going to say it's a huge step up from mm. playing for oh, Kimbury Rangers. So, yeah. And in fairness to him, he's sort of the one in like a Callum mode. Mm. Um, he'll put the tackles in. Yeah. He'll probably pick up the customary yellow card, hopefully mm. no more than the yellow. Mm. Um but he, for a young lad, he's, he's he's done well, I think. Yeah, I I, I think so. I, I like him. I, I think just now and again could be a little bit reckless and maybe a little bit, um, I don't know, wasteful with passes. But he, he's young and he'll, he'll mature. Young and learning. And um, no, he, he's, he's a good, tough tackler. And I, I, I think he's got a good future ahead of him. Um, now, as the season went on, Spud did add to it as and when he could. Um, one or two of the lone players came in from Swindon. First one I'm thinking of is Cameron McGlip. Yeah, I'm going to have to pass on that mainly because his really good games mm. 
I think I'd actually missed. Yes, well, that's unfortunate because <laughs> I missed them as well. <laughs> but I believe he did score two goals at Braintree. Yeah, which uh, we missed, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So he obviously wasn't with us for very long, but, but did quite other well. people that did go to the games said mm. he, would, he yeah. played really well. Yeah. I think in that same team, was it um, Aki came in from Reading? The, the surname escapes me, which is... Yeah, I think he's just been given a contract. I'm not sure if it was at Swindon. It was Swindon, but I wish I could remember his surname. But uh, I do apologise to Aki, but he did quite well for us and quite committed. He, I remember him colliding with a post on his debut at Paul. Yeah, you know, we came in and did a job for us. Mm. Um, I know Spud rated him highly, yeah. and uh, I think he he took an injury yeah. as well, and then mm. he got called back. So yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on at Swindon. Um, and another lad who came in from Swindon, Ralph Graham. Wreck it, Ralph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like Ralph Graham. I yeah, think like, he's a live wire, mm. and he runs himself into the yeah, ground I, again. I, th I thought he did well, came into a side that obviously, you know, let's be fair, was struggling, and I, I think he did all right. And I know he was, he's back training with us at the moment, but yeah. whether or not he was signed mm. remains to be seen. Yeah, we'll see. uh, now, another one I want to just talk about quickly here, and I apologise if I pronounce the name wrong, Tafik Onmawiwi. <laughs> I think you have pronounced it yeah. wrong. Well, call him Big, Big T. T. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> yeah. um, again, I think he did okay for us. Um, obviously, he, he had to come in at centre-half. Mm. I remember him scoring a goal at Thatcham when we played them mm. in the Barks and Bucks, yeah. was it? Yeah. And it was, that's always nice, and he celebrated that well. Um, mm. But then he left us a little bit in the lurch when they went mm. to Chelmsford, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, I've got a little theory about that, but I think that theory is probably best kept... And um, I think he also said something about the fans were getting on at the players. I've never known yeah, having that, from fans I think, on the players. I think, well, I think that was after we'd uh, been stuffed by Dulwich, a team that hadn't won for three months. And, yeah, he was seen a bit oversensitive on Twitter. Too, too sensitive, I, I thought. Uh, but also, as I was saying, I've got a bit of a theory about uh, why he left us for Chelmsford, but that's just to be kept between me and my little WhatsApp circle, I think. So um, we won't say any more there, because I've... Apparently, I tend to upset people in non-league football with this little podcast. So we're, I'll just go on to, in this part to say, of course, we still had the likes of Connor, Daniel Bailey, James Rusby, Matt and Mike Jones, and young Tommy Reese with us, and other players, Oliver Artwell and Bradley Webb came on board as well. Yeah. And I think that's more or less our playing squad for the season. Yeah, that does sound like it. We had quite a few players through the door in the end. Yeah, we, we did. Right, Dave, let's have a think about some of the the matches from the 1920 season. After an opening mauling at Hemel Hempstead, we followed that up with a backs-to-the-wall win at home to Slough. I think um, James Constable benefited from a, a howler from the goalkeeper, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, Jack Turner, I think his, his yeah. name was. Um, the goalkeeper of the season, but he had two stinkers against Hunkerford, I thought. He, he did. Um, thank you very much, because obviously yeah. we got six points there because yeah. of that. Uh, I think we scored and then just defended for the for it, our lives. Yeah, well, as I say, back to the wall, wasn't it? Slough did look good, but just couldn't put the ball in the net. Um, but it was a while before we could uh, experience that winning feeling again, particularly at home. Now, Dave, do you remember when uh, Ball Pit Lane used to be known as a fortress ball pit? What, what's changed? Well, if you can put your finger on it, you'd be able to answer mm. it and address it. and yeah. Maybe... Um, Higher level, was it as simple as that? 
maybe yeah because you've got a plateau at some point mm. but maybe it's different characters yeah you've got bigger leaders maybe back mm. back in the day sort of thing or whether mm. it's just one of those things you playing at a higher level better yeah. players don't always win as many games as a yeah but i mean before. unfortunately the thing is you've got to look to win the games against the teams around you haven't you and at home, I mean, and we lost this season at home to St Albans and Eastbourne. Uh, Welling, when they were on a poor run, OK, they picked themselves up a bit. But, no, those sort of games you expect to take points from, and, and we weren't. And that was probably why we were finding ourselves in a, an even more desperate situation this season. Yeah, well, it doesn't help. And they say, you, as you said, look to get points mm. against the teams that are around you. Yeah. If you don't do that, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Our second home win didn't arrive until early December when we picked up three vital points against Tunbridge. Um, by this time, Kevin Watson had long gone and Ian Hobbs, the goalkeeper coach, had been promoted up to assistant manager. He's a popular character around the club, isn't he? He is. He's, he's really well liked at Hungerford, his hobby. Yeah. Um, great to have him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a nice, nice character to have around, I think. Um, now... After a, a tough run of opening fixtures against what appeared to be all the top sides, we actually did pick up a few useful wins at places like Dulwich, Concord and, and Braintree. But we did have our traditional early exit from the FA Cup, uh, a defeat, narrow defeat at Poole. Now, in recent seasons, would you agree with me that we've had real tough draws in the FA Cup? Recent seasons, yeah, but it doesn't mm. really seem to matter if we get a mm. tough draw mm. or on paper, an easy draw. I mean, as the saying goes, you don't play on paper. No. And we probably treated teams that we maybe mm. should have won with not the respect that they yeah. deserved, and yeah. we've been caught out. Yeah. And then, obviously, we played Billericay mm. when all the money was being pumped into them. Yeah. And they had a really decent side. Maybe we, we think we could have won that first game in the cup, as we've said before, oh, yeah. with Jamal Lawrence's no, header don't at the back Don't go there. No. But no, we've had some tough draws, but we, we on the same yeah. basis, we've had some easy ones. Yeah. Well, let, let's hope this is the season when we do have a good FA Cup run, because I think, if I understand it correctly, our first game of the competitive game of this season will be the FA Cup. Wouldn't it be horrible to go out of the FA Cup before we even start our league campaign? Yeah, it wouldn't be ideal. No. I say we, we need the coffers, we need the yeah. money. Yeah. Again, uh, getting back to the 1920 season. Now, Christmas and New Year, um, that's a period of time looking through my stats when Hungford traditionally do very well. This season, it wasn't the case. We went four or five games without picking up any points, including uh, a double-headed defeat to Oxford City. So by the time we visited St Albans, we were in a situation where we really couldn't afford to be losing any more games. St Albans away, 2-0 down half-time. How did that second half pan out? And the away game, yeah. we, we battled really, really well mm. and got back to 2 all, and had a superb chance in the last couple of minutes. Liam Ferdinand should have scored and hit the outside of the post. Yeah. Well, we could have taken all three points. Yeah, oh, yeah it was a, a terrific performance um like you say i think in the end probably deserved a a win um a yeah, couple, we had them rocking really we did. did yeah a couple of memories about st albans from if you like off the pitch um do you recall the st albans ground is situated on the edge of a a, a park, park yeah. yeah and i couldn't believe it we we you me and windmill crossed the park on our way back to the railway station where we were <laughs> yeah. parked, and they'd shut the bloody gate so we had to climb over it yeah i, th I think i sort of 
tore the little back bit of my coat as I was yeah, jumping I, over the fence. Yeah, I think windmill almost twisted his, his ankle because his train got left behind. <laughs> And um, I, I was fearful I was going to land on the local transvestite who I'd seen just before the match. But fortunately, she, he had, had gone home. But um, yeah, it's a bit of an awkward situation. And uh, the other thing about St Albans is, does their ground justify having to pay £18 to get in? I think it was their playing budget that was justifying the price of £18. Well, hug for say that. Anyone could say that, at couldn't at they? At our level, um, yeah. you shouldn't really be paying any more than... No. 14, no, I, I, I objected. I mean, I, I paid £15 in notes and £3 I paid in coppers. And I said to the guy on the turnstile, if it's not all there, you better come and find me. And he said, oh, don't worry, I will. Well, he didn't. And I only paid £2.97. So there you go. Um, OK, so after St Albans, we kind of went through a bit of a patchy stage again. But we did put an end to Rod String's reign at Chelms, uh, as manager at Chelmsford when they came to us and got beat 1-0. And do you remember a, an irate fan at the end of that game? Yeah, um, he he was just giving it loads and he, he went off his nut. Mm. And he was saying there was no passion out there. He, Rod String was trying to do an interview at the time, yeah. wasn't he? <laughs> and he, he kept going, these guys have got more passion mm. than you have. Yeah. And the players, it's disgraceful. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's nice to get one over Rod Stringer because he's been less than complimentary about our pitch. Mm. But yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. You lose to Hungerford, you get sacked. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there's not a first time either. No. Um, okay, we, we also had an, another win against Braintree, which kind of just stopped all the other sides above us disappearing over the horizon. Um, and then we went to Slough, and I feared the worst. And be on it. Be honest, I think that's probably the best performance of the season from us, a 2-0 win. Yeah, we um did obviously done the double over one of our localish rivals. Yeah. Um, I would say for this season, the amount of times we've been in games and could have got something mm. from them and ended up with nothing yeah. was a bit galling because I didn't think there was, apart from the two teams who were at the top at the time... Mm. No one head and shoulders. There's no one no. really else no. stood out. No. I mean, we beat Slough, who were in the playoffs yeah, twice. Yeah. Um, but it's nice, always nice to beat them because mm. um, we've had a bit of rivalry yeah. with them in the in the yeah, past. I, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I I don't dislike Slough. It's no, kind of a nice rivalry. Yeah, isn't I like it? I like yeah. I like Slough. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't like Chip and Um <laughs> You've never mentioned that before. <laughs> and um, I've got nothing against the Paul fans mm. in general. I just don't like Paul, but mm-hmm. there we go. Yeah, and uh, we had some fun at Slough, didn't we? Uh, what was that song we sang at the end of the game there? Oh, well, they, had, they have a song. Um, we all live in a yellow or amber submarine, mm. um, to which we changed the words to, we've all sunk your yellow submarine. Yeah, yeah. it was an enjoyable day, wasn't it? So then it meant the uh, we're going full circle back to the, the game with Paul. Uh, not Paul, why have I got them on my mind? Bath. I would say when you're saying Paul in the FA Cup, mm. Ferdinand scored an absolute beauty oh, he did, there. Yeah, is is one of his yeah, it was a beauty. best moments for us. Um, but by the time we're playing this home game with Bath, uh, events off the pitch were already beginning to take effect. Handshakes were discouraged, if, if not banned. And there was just a general atmosphere of, um, well, it, almost like impending doom, really. Um, and I kind of felt after that defeat to Bath, I felt disappointment that we hadn't built on our performance at Slough, which has kind of shown our inconsistency. I, I think whenever we've tried to get more people in through the gates, mm. 
and obviously this is advertised and people were thinking well this is going to be maybe the last game we're going to get yeah. to go to yeah we had a decent crowd i think it was over mm. 600 five 600 something like that and we probably didn't do ourselves justice no. again i mean it was a scrappy goal to to lose the game to anyway yeah. But whenever we wanted to put on a performance and get people back in through the gate, mm. we haven't normally delivered. No. I, I also felt a bit of, if you like, resignation because looking at the table, that the gap between us and the teams above us was beginning to look a little bit insurmountable. Yeah, but you know the old saying, um, until it's mathematically yeah. impossible, you yeah, keep going, yeah, don't yeah. you? And I, I also felt... Um, if you like an air of confusion over what was going to happen next with everything that was going on in the wider world and, and I remember um, Gavin uh, walking off saying right chaps I'll see you in August and I was kind of thinking well, I think you're being optimistic there uh, so it is it's all very very strange so Dave here's a big question for you if the season had have played out naturally would Hungerford Town have been relegated? I would like to say no because obviously when there's there's points to play for, there's mm. always a chance we've escaped two times in a row. Although joking at the end of the season, I said I was going to give my player of the season award to COVID-19 mm. because it's saved us. Maybe it did. Mm. Maybe it's been a godsend that people might not think that, but yeah. that's, the way, uh, that's the way the leagues have ended it. Well, we know now, of course, that relegation wasn't even a thing for our division because the levels below us very quickly voided their seasons. Um, a few voices I've heard said that relegation should have been imposed upon us. What's your view of that argument? Well, there's no argument to be had because they've stopped the leagues below us, so mm. you can't have teams going down no. if no one's coming up. Well, I mean, if we had have been, say, 32 points adrift mm. with six games to go, then there's a very good argument for yeah. us being pushed yeah. down because well, we yeah. were down I mean I I think my, my heart would argue that Spud was denied the chance to save us for a third time my head would say um, we would not have been in a position to perform any last day heroics because we would have already been been down that obviously if the league had continued so we kind of dodged the bullets in a way that say Ebbsfleet in the league above us weren't able to do but I also think that some of those who wanted to see the bottom club relegated only did so because it was a small club, and specifically Hungerford. And I agree with you, if it had been mathematically certain that we'd be in the bottom two, that might have carried a bit more weight. But Would those people be saying, yeah, we want the bottom team to go down if that was their team who mm, were bottom? Well, well yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and also, like you said, I think while there's doubt, there's hope. And to be sent down when there's still hope would have been a bit unjust, I think. So we'll, we'll talk about where the club is and all the current changes next time round, Dave. But I do sense a real determination from everyone at the club now that we're going to make the most of this lifeline and really try and crack on a bit this season. Do you, do you sense that determination? Well, it's like uh, you've got a second chance at it. We might have uh, gone down, we might not have done Yeah. Um, didn't look good, but we've got a chance now to kick on and try mm. and prove, as we always have to every single year, prove people wrong. Yeah. And do you think we'll get any more stick from away fans this season? Well, we will if we beat them. We'll probably get, uh, oh, you've beaten us 2 0, you shouldn't even be in this bloody division. Mm. 
tough tees, mate. Yeah, well, I, I don't mind if we get a bit of that because I think it will help Danny Robinson instill a bit of a what they call a siege mentality. And if anything, I think it'll make us a bit stronger. So, yeah, if anyone's got that attitude towards us, bring it on. We're ready well, for well, you, it. We, don't, we're not, we don't normally get many compliments. We normally mm. get derogatory remarks mm. anyway. Yeah. So like pub teams and mm. village side and bunch of clowns mm. and we've yeah, had sorry. it all. We've had yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah. Right, Dave. Well, let's uh, finish it there. Uh, thank you for joining me once again. No problem.